passion and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football heaven. Wraps up. It was just a couple of years ago that the University of Tennessee was under assault by the NCAA. That was all for events that happened under Jeremy Pruitt. And you're not seeing, this is not a three-year-old show. This is from Sports Illustrated just moments ago. Tennessee under potential NCAA investigation for NIL violations in multiple sports. They changed the AD, the football coach. New crew was in charge. This is from Dondi Plowman, who was overseeing that last one and received multiple praise. According to a letter obtained by ESPN, the NCAA's allegations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Moreover, it is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA enforcement staff to pursue infraction cases as if student athletes have no NIL rights and as institutions all have been functioning post Alston with a clear and unchanging set of rules and willfully violating them. It is inconceivable that our, insti- that our institution's leadership would be cited as an example of an exemplary leadership in July of 23, then as a cautionary example of a lack of institutional co- control only six months later. Fighting words from Dondi Plowman, the chancellor of the University of Tennessee. We'll get to that story in more detail in a few minutes with Pat Forty. Auburn is set to hire DJ Durkin as a defensive coordinator. Where have we heard that before? Well, we heard it at Ole Miss a couple of years ago when he was hired there, the former Maryland coach who was fired, head coach, I should say. Texas A&M hired Durkin, and now Hugh Freeze has hired Durkin. Man keeps getting jobs. And how about this? Last night, Mississippi State, new program, just a couple of years into the Purcell era, and they knock off LSU in front of a sold-out crowd. Here's the coach afterwards. I walked by some people. Shout out to the student section who was high-fiving me, okay? Walking into the gym. I was late for radio, but I'll be late for radio any day of the week with a crowd like that. Again, and and my girls, I'm speaking on behalf of them. I'm proud of them. When you look at our schedule that we've played in the first half, we played the top half. We've been battled, we've been beaten, but most importantly, everybody's been sleeping on us. They said Mississippi State's done, and I think I got a group of young women that have something else to say about that. Pat Forty joining us in a few minutes. The big story about the University of Tennessee, Ari Wasserman. And then the man, of the hour, Coach Purcell from Mississippi State. What a, what a weekend in Mississippi with Coach Yo scoring a big win over Tennessee, and now Purcell knocks off LSU. Second straight loss for the uh, LSU Tigers. As uh, we say hello to you, uh, we, we said it was busy, and it is. A lot to deal with, and uh, really interested in this Tennessee situation. Uh, once again, under the gun, this time for something completely different than the one the last time, which brought down not only the football coach, uh, but saw a legend, Philip Fulmer, retire. Let's get to some phone calls here. We'll get your reaction. Pat Forty, as I mentioned, uh, a lot of phone calls are coming in. And uh, how about 
Josh in uh, New York. Uh, hello, Josh. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. I'm a Tennessee alum, just like you. Um, I graduated in 2009, and I chose Tennessee specifically to be associated with the top-tier football program uh, when I went on to you know, work corporate stuff. And uh, honestly, what I've seen in the last 15 years has been nothing short of disgraceful um, for what we've had to endure. You look at some of these games and some of these calls that we've endured as Tennessee fans. Even looking last year, I am banned for life from Madison Square Garden because I was at the 316 game last year against Florida Atlantic. And the calls we were getting were just absurd. You go on a, 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 the, the subreddits for different Tennessee sporting events. Neutral fans are seeing what's going on. You know, you look at the Purdue football game. Hey, hey Josh, uh, I'm, I'm curious about it. By the way, I agree with you on Purdue. Uh, I declared afterwards that game as a victory for Tennessee. Right. But, but my point and, being, I mean, uh, I mean I, as a fan, you're naturally going to be dis- distressed about your team. But, I mean, you're a smart guy. Can you draw a straight line? Can you, can you, you, do you think this is some cabal that's out to get the University of Tennessee? Uh, that's, that's what I was hoping you could chime in on. I mean, you're on the inner workings of ESPN. I mean, is there like a – like it goes back to Peyton Manning getting, you know, shammed out of the Heisman in 97. Well, no, no, well, no, well, well hold on through. a second. I, even though I, I mean, you're forcing me uh, to disagree with a, a point I agree with, I agree that Peyton Manning should have won the Heisman, uh, but that really was. Uh, but 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 the Heisman is a is you know is is, is voted on by people like me. Uh, what happened there was there was a bias, and I, I do blame ESPN. People like Joe Tessitore and others uh, who 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 always seem to be you know, you know have this uh, bias. Uh, actually, excuse me, that wasn't Joe Tessitore. Joe Tessitore was involved in another Heisman shy sh- 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 heist a couple of years later. Uh, this was just a, a group of people that decided that Peyton Manning wasn't going to win, and then they influenced the outcome. But, but there was no shenanigans involved. All right, well, I got another one. How about when Tennessee had the same exact record as Kentucky? We won two of three. I believe we won the SEC tournament that year, and they got the two seed. We were a three seed. They, of J- Josh, you know, you know what I would say to you? Uh, and you're, you're really forcing me to go against my alma mater here. But uh, you haven't given me uh, one, one scintilla of evidence to support any of these cockamamie stories that you've... Uh, the only one I agree with was the Purdue game. That was a terrible call. Uh, but that's part that you have to live... You either live or die with what the officials say. But you can't draw a straight line anyway, between uh, the, the, the 1997 and, and, and last March. The, the whole point is now this NIL thing is so convoluted and we've got... Nobody knows what's going on. We're throwing money at kids. You know, we know we got the $8 million to Nico. We've got an extremely passionate fan base. And now the, the, the NCAA is trying to come down on us. Hey, by, the way, by, is, by the way, Josh, are you aware that they've also come down on the University of Florida, Florida State, and others? I mean, this is not just the University of Tennessee. Uh, the NCAA is trying to stop something they, they really can't. They're not able to stop. But it's not just about your school. I get it, but I mean, it, no, I, I no, 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 Josh, you, you don't get it. You're, you're, you're carrying on like the entire world has decided to screw the University of Tennessee. And, and you don't feel that's the case? I mean, what about the foul in the Sweet 16 against well, Purdue? Well, hey, by Carson the way, Edwards, I don't care about that foul. Why were they even that's in that? Why were they, so hey, Josh, ball. why was Tennessee even in that position? I mean, Purdue's a quality team. We were giving them hell all game. And then we beat the, we, we literally win the game. They call the foul in Lamont. Josh, you know, you know what you sound shots. like? Uh, Josh, you know what you sound like? You sound like a loser. That, you sound like a loser. 
Well, I'm just, I, I tear You're up my school. You're a loser. Accept it. How Repeat times, after me. I am a loser. I'm not going to say that. I'm a vol for life, sir. I'm not a vol when it's convenient. <laughs> well, you, you just can't, you can't, I mean, if you had just stopped with the, with the, with the game at the Garden, if you had just mentioned, but by going back to Peyton Manning, you lost all credibility. I mean, but it's, it's just a whole you sure you don't want to bring up the, you sure you don't want to bring up the 1956 Cotton Bowl game against Baylor? I, well, maybe you were around for that one, sir, but I was not. But, I wasn't, you know, but I, I, just, I went to Tennessee and I remember talking to Johnny Majors about it, and he claims that there was some illegal play in that game that cost Tennessee the game, and he fumbled it. I just wondered if you wanted to, if you wanted to go that far back. Well, bottom line, I think we are we have a tremendous athletic program. We're hey, by the way, uh, what, so how are you banned for life from MS uh, from the Garden? I had a lot of money right on the game. I thought I was taking my whole family to the uh, Final Four. And when I saw the officiating, I let the refs know what's up, and uh, they didn't like it. So, so, so uh, Mr. You know, Dolan escorted you out of the garden. Yeah, I can't even go see the Rockets anymore. So, but yeah, I got news for you. You can see it's the, the Rockets. So you can see the Rockets at Radio City if you'd like. Well, it's all it's all the same security, but anyway. Yeah, I have anyway, to, I, the I, line to, is, I was subjected to the Rockets uh, about a year ago. My wife wanted to see them, so we just simply walked up to the box office at Radio City Music Hall and bought bought a ticket. I don't know what you're. I don't know what's going on at the Garden, but they were pretty cool at Radio City. I never thought I, I would really like it either. But it was quite, are, quite a great show. It was Christmas. It was Christmas Eve, so maybe that played uh, into. Uh, but but anyway, my point hey, Josh, is. Hey I Josh, you're from Queens, true. right? Yes, sir. Go, yes, sir. Go to the Bronx and, and, and mouth off. See how long that go, that works for you. Uh, Chris is up next in Louisiana. Hello, Chris. Hey, what's going on, Paul? We are doing great. Thank you. Hey, hey, doing good. Hey. Shout out to my boy Dwayne down there in southern Louisiana, man. I'm from central Louisiana. Shout out to you, Dwayne. Hey, all he's saying is, Paul, is the LSU over everybody, baby. LSU over everybody. They lost last night playing the basketball with the girl. Okay, I'll give them that. But you know, LSU is the only team to win three different national championships in football with three different coaches, right? And one of them ate grass for a living. <laughs> but, but. The girls go probably win again this year. And uh, you know what, Chris? Uh, the early signs are probably, you're probably, you're, Chris, you're probably not going to win again. What's that, Paul? I said you're probably not going to win again. You don't think so? In football or basketball? In ba- well, I was talking about basketball. Well, well the ladies, I don't know. They, they only go seven feet. Somebody tell Van Lee to shoot the ball, Paul. Hey, by the way, you have, you have the best team. You just don't have the best chemistry right now. Well, I, honestly, I think Van Litt need to come off the bench, even though we only got seven players anyway. But Van Litt, man, she like she don't want to shoot. How do you say her last name? Caitlin, Caitlin, whatever. How do you say her name? Caitlin Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, not Caitlin. No, girl. Van Litt. Haley. Haley. Oh, you're talking Haley. about your team. I, I thought you were talking about somebody else's team. No, Haley. She's scared to shoot the ball, Paul. I don't know what's wrong with her. Like, she can't play with the SEC girls. I, I don't know, man. I, I'll let Haley come off the bench, but 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 Brian Kelly should at least win another championship within the next two three years. Man. I agree. Man. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Hey, Chris, thanks. I hate to run. We are we are we have a guest waiting in a few minutes, and we are going to uh, no more call no more calls from Queens. Okay. No. You know anybody from Queens? No. Has anybody ever come out of Queens and made it? Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. HIMSS provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, 
brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hims.com/paul. That's hims.com/paul for your personalized ED treatment options. hims.com/paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We are back. A big story of the day is uh, the University of Tennessee being uh, on under investigation. What's really interesting here is that uh, Don D. Plowman, uh, who really uh, was considered the hero of, of the last investigation and was obviously praised by the NCAA, ha- has issued a scathing statement about the current case. I- I'm going to uh, read her statement. She says, the NCAA's allegations are factually untrue and procedurally flawed. Moreover, don't you, uh, by the way, don't you litigate that before you just declare it? Uh, moreover, it is intellectually dishonest for the NCAA enforcement staff to pursue infractions cases as if student athletes have no NIL rights and as if institutions all have been functioning post Austin. That was a Supreme Court ruling for those of you who are wondering. With a clear and unchanging set of rules and willfully violating them. So that is, uh, it is inconceivable that our institution's leadership would be cited as an example of exemplary leadership in July 23, then as a cautionary example of a lack of institutional control only six months later. What, what she's referring to there is that while the NCAA praised the leadership at the University of Tennessee for the previous case, I'm I'm unclear on how that case equates this case. This is a completely separate issue here. So uh, why would it, I'm just asking this, and and maybe uh, Pat Forty can answer me, why would it matter uh, what they said previously? I mean, they they clearly praised the University of Tennessee, but if you were praised for one case, would that mean that you're free to do whatever you, uh, what, what is she trying to say there is my question. I understand them being upset uh, because there, there are so many gray lines here uh, with NIL, but, but the NCAA seems determined, for whatever reason, to, to look into these cases. And, and by the way, I think, some, I think the member institutions have asked them to, have they not? I mean, how many coaches have you, you heard talk about how NIL is out of control? Let's uh, continue with more phone calls here. And... Jerry is up next in Tampa. Hey, Jerry. 
Hi, Paul. Great show. Thank you. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, coaching hire at Alabama. I think it was a safe hire by the AD, but I think he could have did a, a, a lot better. Okay. You know, uh, if you look at a guy uh, like uh, who would you have hired, Lane Jerry? Kiffin. Lane Kiffin, because he gets the most out of the players he has. No one knows the uh, portal better than he does. Okay. He's probably got one of the three best offensive minds in college football. He's from the Nick Saban tree. I don't think Nick wanted to give him the program personally, but I think. Well, well, hold on a second. First of all, he's from the. He's from the. uh, He's from anybody else. He's from the Pete Carroll tree. He's not from the Nick Saban tree. Well, he coached there. Yeah. Am I right? Well, yeah, he did. But I mean, I I think it's. uh, I mean, he got his his big break under Pete Carroll. Yeah. Oh, of course, he got his big break break under uh, Al Davis. Well. True. But True. anyway, what do you think of that, Paul? Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think DeBoer's a good hire. I don't, uh, I, I don't know whether it was safe or not. I mean, uh, the guy just played in the national championship game. No, but can you imagine the pushback if he hired Lane? They would full. Well, you, you think maybe Lane uh, cost himself a job by, uh, you know, treating Twitter like, you know like what? he was a 17-year-old? He's- He's a loose horse, but you know what? I think he's a different coach today than he was a few years ago. Really? Oh, I think he, I think he's a I think he's a very good coach, but that's there's more to the job than being a coach, don't you think? Yeah, well, there's PR and uh yeah. like I say he was, you know, the AD would be taking a little bit of a chance, but you know what? The bottom line is the bottom line in the end. That is true. Thanks for the call. Nate is up next in Georgia. Well, I think that they found exactly the right man. Okay. Uh, after three, uh, a couple weeks here now, and looking into to him and reading about him, he's done nothing but win, and he's got a not an ego, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. I mean, he's coming in here with some some fire and uh i don't think any other coaches <laughs> lane kiffin that would have been a joke but this man is a proven winner and and i think he's doing a great job hey, thanks for have, the call uh Dwayne is up next in louisiana hello Dwayne. hey paul bob, bob, i could talk to you straight yesterday because i was on the road all right coming from out of houston now I can hear you. Hey, all that noise and people were talking on uh, Friday about me and everything. But anyway, that man ain't no great hire. Them two, them two callers you just had, that man gonna be garbage. Put up that Alabama, uh, put up that Alabama schedule, and let's see where they are, where they gonna lose their first game, man. And they gonna start, so they gonna start hollering. It's time for him to go. Put up that schedule, Paul. I'm on looking at TV right now, talking all that noise. There you go. Right Hello? there, we got uh, we got the schedule on the screen. Not, not go with it. Now, what the? Well, give me the. Hey, wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to look at. I don't see it yet. Give me the first three games. You, you need to move. You need to move to this country to be able to see it. Uh, you, you. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll move to the country. Yeah, I'm in the country. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the. I'm okay, in the. Okay, you, you got it on your right screen now. yet? 
No, I ain't getting on my of the delay. You know the you know the TV. Okay, is delayed. Well, I'll, I'll help you. you. Western show. Western Kentucky, South Florida, at Wisconsin. All right, I got it on the schedule. All right, Wisconsin at Wisconsin. If you lose that game at Wisconsin, you're not going to lose that uh, game. What the fan base is going to say then? Well, first uh, of all, first of all, you're not going to lose. Dope. You're not going to lose that game. Well, you know that you're going to Wisconsin. I'll you don't know that. It. I'll guarantee you right now, Alabama uh, will beat Wisconsin. Say you ain't guaranteeing nothing. All right. Uh, you say that they ain't gonna lose to Wisconsin, but if they do, you gonna start. You gonna start. You got Georgia open date. Then you got Georgia. Now you lose to Georgia. Now you you, you ready to run the man out of Alabama? Nobody's gonna run the guy. Hey, by the way, your coach got <laughs> your coach hey. lost his first game. Nobody ran hey. Brian Kelly out other than you. Hey, hey, hey! You ready, you lose to Georgia. That's the second loss. You be, you be ready to run the man out of. We we ready to run the man out of, of Alabama. We want to shoot the man. Then Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee. Oh, at Tennessee. Now this should be the third loss. If you lose your third game, you want to kill the man. Hey, hey, no, enough up. of this. Uh, we're, nobody, nobody, nobody's using violence. It's a college football man. Okay, <laughs> calm down, Dwayne. In in one call, you you had shoot and kill. Okay. No comprende. Uh, we will take a short break. We'll find out more about this breaking news from about the University of Tennessee's football program and others from Pat Forty, who broke the story. He's up next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. And we welcome you back. And this is the headline that broke earlier this afternoon from Sports Illustrated. Tennessee under potential NCAA investigation for NIL violations in multiple sports. So the chancellor of the university has issued a scathing response uh, trying to connect uh, the previous case about Jeremy Pruitt to this, and, and she's well been well, well, well praised for that case, but this uh, is a completely different situation. The person who broke the story is Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. Pat, thanks for the time. So many things to talk to you about, but let, let us begin with your story on the University of, of Tennessee. Good afternoon, and tell us what you know. Uh, yes, uh, as, as a source put it to me, who has some familiarity with this case, prepare for a firefight of epic proportion uh, between the NCAA and the university and the Spire Group, which is the collective, uh, it, it runs the collective, the Vol Club, Volunteer Club, that is 
run the NIL efforts for Tennessee. So uh, this has been described to me as quote-unquote major, quote-unquote big. So the scope of the violations could be considerable. The level of violations that could be alleged is expected to be level one, level two, which is the most uh, significant kind and yield the biggest penalties. And in response, Tennessee is ready to fight fire with fire. The the big problem for Tennessee here is this is, as you noted, the second case back to back. They just settled uh, the previous case in the summer with 18 level one violations related to Jeremy Pruitt's time. This is a different case altogether. And uh, Tennessee is fighting this vigorously with good reason, because the penalties up to a potential lack of institutional control charge uh, could be significant. Yeah, I want to ask you about that, because uh, by now everybody has seen Dondi Plowman's statement, and there's no question she, she was at the vanguard of, of that investigation, and she took a lot of heat for standing up, but she also got praise for it. But help me understand this, uh, the lack of institutional control. And, and in her statement, Pat, she points out that the same group, not the same group, but uh, the Committee on Infraction was praising her leadership just six months ago, and now they're coming after her. There's almost like there was almost an inf- inference there that we are now untouchable because you praised us. I realize that's not what she's saying, but but am I wrong to try to read some? I realize your job isn't to read into her statement, but what did you make out of her statement? Yeah, um, first of all, you know it was it was, uh, it was fiery for sure. Um, secondly, yeah, I think that basically. Tennessee is trying to say, hey, we handled our business, and now you're saying we didn't handle our business. Well, yeah, that can be true, because this is a totally separate thing. And I think the NCAA, you know, without knowing specifics, because they have not issued a formal notice of allegations, that doesn't mean there hasn't been a draft notice or at least extensive communication between the school and the NCAA of what exactly they're facing. But if they come back and say, yeah, okay, yeah, you you did a nice job getting rid of Jeremy Pruitt and unearthing this stuff. That doesn't mean you were doing a nice job of policing your, your collective, so to speak. So uh, if you've got one major investigation going on resulting in significant penalties and then other stuff is going on at the same time, that would seem to open you up to a potential uh, lack of institutional control. But again, you know, Tennessee is going to fight back and say, first of all, who can even understand the NIL rules? And secondly, we did the best we could to follow them, and you're now unfairly trying to make us uh, a a poster child, if you will, for trying to get that horse back in the barn. And, Pat, there's also a difference in leadership at the AD's level. Uh, Philip Fulmer was the AD of record during the allegations. He stepped down, as we all know, even though he, he got a nice buyout, uh, which is – doesn't usually follow stepping down or retiring, I think was his phrase. Uh, Danny White is now the athletic director. Uh, not really been seen or heard a lot uh, in either case because he wasn't connected to the first one. But he was the pitcher of record here, was he not, in terms of running that athletic department? Yes, yeah. I mean, this is Danny White's watch, Dondi Plowman's watch, um, you know, ostensibly Josh Heupel, so there's no indication of – you know, the, the coaching staff actually being involved. We, we, we don't know enough about what the, the allegations are to know, you know, on whose desk all of this will rest. But in terms of the administrators in charge, yes, this is, this is a Danny White issue and a, a Dondi Plowman issue. And, uh, Pat, 
what can can you can you direct us a little bit more in I mean every we, we saw in the Florida case a couple of days ago or weeks ago it involved the quarterback who got away do we do we have a pretty good understanding what the, what this centers around uh, no specifics there but uh, you know I mean I think it stands to reason the they they got a very high profile commitment from a five-star quarterback uh, Nico Iamaleva um, who was a freshman on the team this last year and is expected to be the starter and expected to be a star at quarterback. Um, and there were all kinds of stories about, you know, what his NIL hall was. Now, what was true, what was not true, what was, you know, orchestrated or came through the Spire group and what didn't, we, we don't know for sure. But presumably that's what the NCAA has been looking into for several months here on this case. And I realize I'm jumping way ahead, but uh, we, we really don't have a lot of faith or confidence in the NCAA doing very much, do we? Uh, but you know, the idea that Nico is involved makes a lot of people a little nervous, considering he may be the key to Tennessee's future. Uh, any, any reason to be concerned about where he stands or, or sits in all this? Well, I'm, in theory, <laughs> Paul, uh, you know, anybody who has signed an NIL agreement, if they go back and find problems with it, could those athletes be facing sanctions? In theory, yes. You know, whether it's suspensions, whether it's, you know, you have to repay money, whatever the case may be. Um, but as you, as you pointed out, I mean, trying to predict what the NCAA will do is, you know, a complete fool's errand. Uh, they they are the most unpredictable entity on earth, and sometimes what they do makes sense, and sometimes it makes no sense. And so, I, I if I were Tennessee fans, I would be nervous and I would be watchful, but I wouldn't sit there and say, "Oh my gosh, we're we're doomed" or anything like that. I you know I, I think you got to let this play out, and the cake could be baking for quite a while. And this, especially if Tennessee's going to turn this into a long pitched battle back and forth. Yeah, and, and and Pat, back to back to the the Donde Plowman statement. It it, it seemed like uh, they were trying to put some distance and, and also trying to call some attention on themselves for acting properly in that case. And and I think the jury is is really out. Not that they did the wrong thing. Uh, it was nice to see somebody do the right thing. Uh, and and we've mentioned that many times in interviews with Chancellor Plowman. But the real question is, what is the NCAA capable of as we as we pull the lens back and try to examine and maybe uh, better understand what they've done in other in other instances? Uh, are, do they do they still have any teeth? That's a great question. <laughs> and, and do we know? Uh, not really. Um, you know, Florida State did just get hit in an NIL case, and a, a coach was given a three-game suspension. Um, a booster was disassociated. But, you know, the chance for the team to play the 2024 season remains completely intact. Michigan, we don't know where those cases stand. Those are not NIL cases, but there are major cases there. Uh, with Jim Harbaugh leaving, does that mean they can't issue uh, sanctions that, that maybe would have been more directed at the head coach? We don't know. Um, you know, it was I thought extremely instructive last year in July when the NCAA did not apply a postseason ban to Tennessee after saying it was one of the worst infractions cases they'd ever seen and in which their rule book said they were required to apply a postseason ban. But they cited exemplary co cooperation and they cited 
changing attitudes within the the membership towards bans that penalized players who weren't there and weren't involved at the time of the infractions. So what does that mean here? I mean, this would be pretty extraordinary for a school to have a second major uh, infractions case right on top of the other one, and that could leave you vulnerable to big sanctions. But do they have the teeth to apply a postseason ban? I don't know. They say it's still a part of their rules uh, uh, book, but will they apply one ever again? I don't know. And, and, and Pat, uh, that, that to me is the most interesting thing. If we went back 25 years, uh, everybody would be pulling their hair out right now because this would put them literally in the teeth uh, of, of, the, of the most uh, heinous NCAA penalty there could be. But that was a long time ago. And uh, the last time I even heard that mentioned was by the chairman of the uh, Committee on Infraction in the Alabama case, I believe, in 2002. But this is such a different era, but, and, and just interpretation here is all we can possibly do. But I mean, if, if there was ever a school that could be in harm's way, would you agree or disagree that, that Tennessee could be in it because of the prior problems? Yes, I, I, I would say so. And again, in theory, what we're talking about here. Um, you know, when rubber hits the road in an infractions hearing and with lawyers breathing down their necks, would they still? But but in terms of opening yourself up to get slammed, um, go ahead and, and have another major infractions case while you're still trying to figure out the one that's going on right now. So, yes, this is a bad compilation of um, events for Tennessee, for sure. But what will they lead to? I, I'm not going to guess at this point. Yeah, and, that, and that's really the hard part because we're in a different era with the NCAA and, and nobody likes these yeah. people. And uh, that's probably why uh, Donde Plowman uh, went scorched earth, because you can, right? Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I think everybody looks at the NCAA now and says, we're not scared of you, and we're going to fight back at anything you try to do to us. You've lacked, you're lacking credibility. You're lacking enforcement power. And so bring it on. And I think that's very much looks to be uh, Tennessee's likely approach to this as, as things unfold. Meanwhile, uh, and I, I know we have a lot of time, you wrote about Ross Bjork uh, going from A&M to Ohio State recently, and there's not a, there's not a fan in, in America who, who, who didn't just lose their eyebrows from raising them so much uh, when they had that haul a couple of weeks ago uh, of Caleb Downs and, and Sayan uh, and Judkins, but Tennessee being investigator, right? <laughs> that's, that's how it works. Uh, I mean, I will say, look, we're not dealing with an association that works on immediacy. Okay. So the Tennessee stuff has been under investigation for who knows how long it's going to take a while. Like take a number, Ohio state, take a number. <laughs> Always great to talk Pat. Thank you very much. Uh, amazing story today that is getting everybody's attention. Uh, no matter how much we uh, like or mostly dislike the NCAA. We'll take a short break, get your reaction to all of this after, after this most message. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Multiple stories out at this hour about the Tennessee situation, uh, which interesting. We just had Pat Forty, who uh, had the first story out. Thamel's got a really the story primarily uh, with the Donde Plowman statement. But there's yet another story out. All of these coming in the in the last couple of minutes. And I'll, I'll give just a, a, pre, a preamble here to what to what where we're going. The New York Times just published a story moments ago. 
And this is not a follow-up. Sometimes uh, you see one news organization follow another one. This article is written by Billy Witz, who uh, is one of the, their sports people. But the other two reporters on this story are Michael Schmidt and David Ferenthold. These are two of the top investigative reporters at the New York Times. Uh, most of these, uh, most of most of Schmidt and Ferenthold, they have most of their beats involve the Trump family business and Hunter Biden's. Uh, uh, the allegations against him. I mean, these are these are not your normal garden variety. Uh, let me uh, you know, run to Yankee Stadium to cover the, the, the game tonight, reporters. I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs just to give you an idea of how this story is playing. The NCAA, according to the New York Times, is investigating Tennessee's football program for a potential recruiting violation involving a booster group in a significant escalation of efforts to rein in the rapidly expanding role of outside money in college sports, according to people familiar with the case. The investigation is focused in part on the use of a private jet by a so-called donor collective to fly a high-profile recruit, now the school's starting quarterback, everyone knows who that is, to campus while the university was wooing him. Having the booster pay for the trip by the quarterback would be a violation of NCAA rules. The inquiry comes after the NCAA penalized Tennessee for different recruiting violations recently. This is the most interesting uh, part of the trip, uh, part of the article. The case could have profound implications for the direction of high profile programs across the country, especially in football. Tennessee officials, according to the New York Times, are deeply concerned that the investigation could result in a devastating blow to the school's football program, according to a person briefed. I want to do some interpretation here for a second. It sounds to me as if the NCAA is leaking this story to the New York Times. Would you agree? It also sounds to me that the NCAA is trying to send a message. We, we have to figure out a way to stop this. So we are going to zero in on one school that's already in the window, meaning the, prior, the, prior, the prior investigation and, and sanctions. And then what we're going to do is leak it to the New York Times. Why is the New York Times important? I'm sure some of you are out there saying, well, who cares about the New York Times? Who reads the New York Times? college administrators. This, there's something to this that really smells. And it sounds like to me uh, that the NCAA is trying to send a message that we are now going to do, we either are now going to do something or act like we are going to do something. And it's one thing to have Pat Forty, who's a top investigative sports reporter in the country, uh, to have FAML, to have all these other guys. But the fact that the Times had this story and these three reporters did not come up with it in the last 35 minutes. You work for public television, you know how this works. That means they have been working on this for some time and they were leaked this story. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind the Times was given this story and the Times was given this story by the NCAA, which does escalate this to, and whether you agree or disagree with Don Day Plowman's statement, uh, you also have to wonder how that, you know, firing with all your guns before you even had a chance to figure out where this thing is going, uh, what that is going to accomplish. This is, this is a bizarre situation 
that is ongoing here and that is developing uh, at, right before our eyes. We'll take a short break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 